And now for something completely different. My Studio Stargazer Story I was mostly dead before Studio Stargazer came into my life. It's not exactly a secret that I live in poverty, but I also suffer from diabetes and clinical depression. I had already written my death, but I wanted to bring it to life for the world. I'm an artist, it's what we do. And it was Jenner Zeno of Studio Stargazer who did that for me. I had recently ended my partnership with Wimpy, and I was trying to learn to get better sound for my podcast than it was possible to get with Zoom. I asked one of my Yang Gang podcaster friends for ideas. She thought her friend, Jenner, whom I had never met, might have some thoughts on the subject. He did. StreamYard is much better. But it went well beyond that. We were kindred spirits. A pair of struggling artists trying to improve the world by spreading, as far as our little limited platforms would allow, the simple idea that there is no them. We are all us. We want to see love compassion, empathy, and kindness spread like COVID, but with much better results. We talked for hours, and I wanted to show him what I could do. I sent him my version of The Most Dangerous Game. He listened to five minutes, and he was both blown away and on board. Sadly, I was only flying around in a Serenity-class ship. I lacked power and tools. He sent me Incendium, his best original album, every track of which has, by now, appeared somewhere on the front porch. And I perceived what he could do immediately. Mediocrity, Sherlock Holmes tells us, recognizes nothing higher than itself. Talent recognizes genius instantly. The man was a brilliant composer, so I took a shot. I intended Horace's final five to be my final episode. I'd been planning my death for weeks, and I was staying alive specifically so I could add that to the world before I left it. How much better would it be if I had an original soundtrack behind it? Aaron Sorkin had Snuffy Walden. Fred Eater could have Jenner Zeno. I asked. He said yes. You can find that historic moment on our crossover episode, 
released on April 28 of this truly bizarre year. He didn't just write the music for it though. He designed an entire soundscape. Voices move around the room. They echo and reverberate in strangely compelling ways. There are sound effects that help put you physically in the room with the characters. I had no idea this quality of art was possible. I wanted to stay alive just so I could create more. And I did my best. I had Audacity, which is a perfectly decent, perfectly free piece of software anyone can download. But Jenner said I needed better equipment. Of course he was right, but did I mention I live on the corner of poverty and despair? All my money went into my roommate's bank account. If I had spent that kind of money, which I didn't have anyway, they would have killed me, which would sort of defeat the purpose of buying the software in the first place. But no, it wasn't just software. It was a computer that would be the tools of the sculptor, the palette of the painter, and the words of the writer. I have an excellent Windows desktop my nephew built for me back in the days when I had first retired and had enough money to live like an actual person. But for the really creative work I want to do, a MacBook Air was necessary. I said that was a wonderful dream, but he wasn't interested in the reasons why I couldn't do it. He had just gotten his stimulus check, and I'm not kidding. He dropped all of it, plus more, to send me my starship. I have an extraordinary computer now, and it shows in my work. Can you expect that from Studio Stargazer? No, I'm sorry. That was a once-in-a-lifetime investment. I like to think it paid off. The two of us have expanded Studio Stargazer to include Stargazer Virtual Community Theater. We bring ordinary people together to produce extraordinary art. At Halloween, we did Only Through Fire, our first production, and we had a cast of six. By the time we did our Thanksgiving production, a bigger table, our cast had more than tripled. People report experiencing joy working on our latest production, The Holiday Mouse, available exclusively on Patreon for Christmas. If you gaze at the stars long enough, sometimes you can watch two of them converge, as Jupiter and Saturn are doing tonight, and shine more brightly than either could alone. Watch us shine at studiostargazer.org. Then join us and let us help you shine too. Okay, today is the day. Uncle Fred arrives at Studio Stargazer. We're going to chronicle the first meeting. Fred and I have been best friends for quite a while now, it would seem, but we've never met in real life. He just arrived. Uh, from Mesa. Got all this shit in storage. <clears throat> I am... We're about to head back to the house. Uh, approaching... 
God, he's busting out his phone film and me coming down the street. Ah, oh, that's funny. It's a magical moment. It's a magical moment in time. Let's let's fucking cherish it. Oh. Hell, I know. Hello. <laughs> right. We just have a selfie. We gotta have a selfie. Gotta have a hug. Uh, oh no no no! This requires a selfie. This has to. This is fucking huge. <laughs> Welcome to Fred's front porch, and wherever else this goes out. This is a rare conversation because this is the first time Fred's front porch podcast has ever actually recorded. Inside Studio Stargazer. Um, shoom. Shoom. Um, I'm here with with uh, my partner, my, my creative brother. I don't know any number of other things. At the moment, my savior, uh, Jenner Zeno, who hosts Mindwave. Uh, good evening, Jenner. Hello. I, and I, know, I always call you Uncle Fred. You, 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 I'm not, but we don't nephew refer to me Jenner. as like a nephew. Yeah, it doesn't work. I have I have a couple of nephews. I have never called them nephew. Uh, you know, nephew yeah. Joe, nephew Alan. No, they would think that was weird. Um, although they did, I think my niece still calls me Uncle Fred. Sometimes it's like she's forty years old. But hey, do mm. your thing, kid. So you know, um, the reason we're doing this as opposed to a regular Fred's front porch podcast is because the front porch has moved. And if you're a regular listener, you knew this was happening. Um, as of January 14, I have now moved to Sierra Vista and I have a new front porch. Um, and I love it very, very much. Um, I am now living with Jenner and his roommate, David, and, um, I feel infinitely more comfortable. There's a little card on my door that says Fred's cave, welcome home. And I have to tell you, it's the most beautiful thing I ever saw. Um, and I could not be happier. Um, and you know, so I want to spend a few minutes talking tonight about how this happened, um, and why it happened. Um, and maybe the way to start this is Jennifer, uh, Jennifer, Jenner, what, Jenner, what in the fuck am I doing here? Explain. Uh, I, I don't know if we want to be naming names. I mean, now that they're safely away, the, the living situation was bad. He was, yes. li- he was living with demons. <laughs> uh, uh, and they had to be cast out. And and I was just like, well, you know, we'll find you a place down here. And I, I talked to David, and, you know, because he knows people all over the place. So I was like, well, you know, what do you think he's going to be able to find? Or you keep your eyes and ears out, you know, if you see a little trailer or something. And he's like, well, he could just come stay with us for a while. And I was like, really because <laughs> i wasn't gonna ask yeah so it was really david offering uh that was like well yeah i mean i guess we can you know move move things around a little bit give them a room and yeah might be nice to have somebody else around the house to hang out with the dogs who absolutely adore uncle fred all of them yes now fucking love him so yeah yeah all around all around good scenario the first seven minutes or so with the dogs they didn't they hadn't decided they trusted me. 
Um, but now all three of them give me lots of loves. Leia gives me more kisses than I have ever wanted in my life, and I will never complain. That's oh, okay. I do. I'm like, oh, God, get okay. I get it. Thank you. Thank, 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 thank you. Thank you. You can get off me now. I know. Yeah, I know. She wakes me up like that every morning. It's adorable. I Leia. just don't feel good about mm. complaining that someone is giving me loves. I just can't do it. It's oh, she's know. got lots. Yes, she does. Um, the reason I'm here, though, and, and the thing is, I wasn't going to leave. Uh, that was a decision that my roommates made, and they told me about it in November. Um, and then I had to begin to make moves to make it possible for me to survive after they left. I can't, uh, you know, I, I do not make enough money to live on my own. I simply don't. And again, if you're a regular front porch listener, you knew that. Um, and so, uh, I had to set up my own bank account uh, what I had been doing was all of my money went into the, essentially the family account and I had no real control over it. Um, it's been three years since I spent a single nickel without asking for permission. Um, that is and, fucking abhorrent. Well, that is abhorrent. Have. That's appalling. That's yeah. appalling. That all of you, you had no control over your own money and went into the girl's account and they got to decide what you could and couldn't spend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We can say, we can talk about it now because they, they left. Well, we um, didn't want to cause contention. And, you know, like yeah, the that's house. the way it went down. For uh, preliminarily, um, we had decided that we were family. Um, and then that didn't work anymore. Uh, and then in November, they did not ask. They simply told me that uh, they were going to go be with their family, which obviously meant not you. Um, okay. Um, I didn't argue. I didn't debate. I didn't discuss. But I had to start taking action to set things up. So I set up my own bank account. And uh, then they got angry that I was no longer contributing to uh, the running of the household, which was a little odd because um, if you happen to ever have played, you call this a government, um, after the really great part, which is the pap rant, uh, brilliantly Horst by Jenner. I, if you haven't heard that, you got to hear that. That's, but I explain in great detail the epic battles that I fought to get unemployment. And when I finally did after, I don't know how many months. This yeah. makes my blood boil. I was, when I heard this, you guys, I was like, I'm, go, I'm, I'm going now. I'm going on Mindwave. I'm screaming into a mic like Alex Jones for 45 minutes about how fucked up this is. Please continue. Yeah. So when I finally got it, <sighs> it was for me a massive amount of money. And when I named the figure, I have many friends that were going to say, yeah, that's not that much. It is for me. It was huge. I got $7,200 in back pay. They were still doing the 600, was it 600 a week? Is that what we were getting from the Fed? You come. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it bought, it bought a Starship, man. Yeah. Um, that was helpful. I yeah. liked having that extra money around. So I had $7,200. Um, and when I got it, uh, my roommates decided that it was time for a trip to Utah, not with me, which is fine because I didn't want to go. Um, and it meant that I had three, four, five days by myself in the house. And much as I love other people, there is nothing I love more than being alone. So that was great. But here's the fun part. They went camping, and I'm not kidding. They spent five 
$1,000. I didn't ask. To this day, I have never asked, where did the money go? However, when I hear them say, well, you're not contributing. Yeah, I paid my share. You did with it what you chose. I'm not. That is not my concern. Uh, You did with it what you chose. And so... Um, they made the decision in November that they were leaving, and so I had to start over. Um, and I did, and actually, you know, preliminarily, this is bad. Oh, my God, I'm going to be homeless. Why am I not homeless? Well, several reasons. One, Jenner wasn't going to allow it, um, and I can't possibly thank him enough. Two, um, people who love me, Uh, for reasons, passing understanding, and I'm glad to have the love. I have never to this day figured out why I have it, but I do. Um, And people who love me donated obscene amounts of money. I I set up a GoFundMe. I do not like GoFundMe. It's a humiliating experience, but I was, my back was against the wall. And what I was hoping was to get 600 bucks so that we could rent a truck Jenner could drive all the way from Sierra Vista to Mesa, which is right at about three hours. And um, closer to three and a half. Well, I made it in right around yeah. three uh, when I made the drive recently. Um, oh, so yes. three, maybe three and a half hours. But Something like that. Um, anyway, he was going to make that drive and then do the next thing that I'm sorry, I am not physically capable of doing. Um, he was going to pack for me. I know, Fred, my God, anyone can pack. No, I really can't. Um, I don't have that kind of energy. And Jenner has spent the last couple of days with me and can certainly tell you what happens when it's time for me to stand up, for example. And I'm not kidding. If I want to stand up, I need at least one hand on something. My legs cannot lift me by themselves. And I usually have to sort of encourage myself. One, two, three, up, that kind of thing. There is no way I am not physically capable of packing all of those books and things. Um, and of course, my I, I have two computers. I have the Starship Jenner gave me. And then I have uh, the one that my nephew built for me when I retired four years ago. And I had money for, oh, I don't know, three, four hours. No, but, uh, and I spent an obscene amount of money on that. But that thing weighs a ton. I can't pick it up. Um, so I needed all this stuff done. Anyway, the point is I set up this GoFundMe and our unofficial patron saint, Alex Oliphant, um, jumped in with $1,150. Um, I asked for 600, he damn near doubled it in one donation and then it didn't stop. So that by the time we were finished, I pulled like $1,675, I think out of that after, GoFundMe took their fees. I pulled about sixteen seventy-five out of that. I had enough to hire movers. I hired movers. I set up a storage place, which in retrospect was a bad move. But Yeah, I, we have a big garage here. You gotta just have them come here. But I like you know, the and and this is the whole thing about the uh opportunity to do something for oneself. I didn't want to rob you of that opportunity because yeah. when you were like, oh, that car is still here. 
I was like, well, fuck it. Drive it, man. Drive, drive it down. I would love to not have to drive. I'll do it. I'll do it for you. But you should do that, man. You deserve a little time on the road. Get your playlist ready. Get you, you know, stuff to listen to. And then go take a freedom ride across the desert, man. Like a little uh, <laughs> on a horse with no name that's about to get repossessed. And, uh, and One last ride. Fuck yeah. And that's, yeah, what he's referring to is... Um, the, the girls and I had bought a car and my name and one of their names appeared on the title. Um, and I haven't driven it in months and months and months. Um, and, uh, the girls quit making payments on it and I kept waiting for it to get repossessed on January 6th. Was it? Yeah. Oh my God. What a bizarre day. It was mm-hmm. both the best and worst day in history. January 6th, I had to have my social security phone call um, where they asked questions that I love my listeners, but I wouldn't even tell you some of these things. It's like, are you kidding me? Um, why do you need to know about both of my ex-wives? But they did. But I spent 90 minutes on the phone with these folks and I wanted to be able to tell them I don't have a car anymore. Um, the girls had originally traded it in for another car. And then they were in the back side of the house and I was in the front side of the house because uh, one of my roommates came down, she said, with COVID. Uh, and so I had to live entirely separate from them, um, which was fine. I'm perfectly content doing that. But I happened to go to the back side of the house to take out some trash and the, the old red car was back. And I didn't know why. It's like, wait a minute, you traded this in and my name is off of it and it's sold and it's gone. Now it was back. Well, yeah, we, they screwed us over and I don't understand the story and I don't Mm. need to understand the story. We wound up with the car again. Then they bought another car because that car wasn't going to make it to Illinois where they wanted to move. And so, and I don't know how they did that and it's none of my business and I'm not asking but they were gone and there is this little red car sitting in in the back in the parking lot in the back which you happen to have a key for i had the key <laughs> and it's like well obviously do that god obviously that's, it, a, that's a sign from the cosmos right there <laughs> it, it wasn't properly registered anymore registration ended in november 2020 yeah. and they didn't pay for it that was a little risky that he, was a little risky in it retrospect was, it was scariest and and it wasn't insured anymore yeah. so Fired tags no insurance yeah and of course <laughs> i was moving and um before i came here um there are dispensaries are hard to find here Mm, and um, mm. when my unemployment finally came through again, uh, God, the fight that I had, to I had unemployment, then they invented this ID.me thing, and uh, don't even ask. That got ugly. But finally that came in. My other money came in. My podcast paid me my money and all of that. I had enough money now. And because I did, I said, I don't want to come to uh, Sierra Vista without something of value to bring. Um, so I went to the dispensary and I bought more marijuana than I ever have in my life. I bought an ounce of pot. So I am driving an unregistered, uninsured car uh, th- roughly three hours with a little over an ounce of marijuana in the back. Um, I was nervous. Yeah, this was not what I wanted. I have not driven it since. I 
parked it here and I am calling them tomorrow and telling them come repossess it. I want nothing to do with it. But there it was. I mean, I, what else was I going to do? Leave it in that parking lot forever? I, I might as well make some use of it and save Jenner all of that problem. So I drove the little red car um, and I did have a nice playlist. I listened to a couple of my podcasts and I uh, played, I don't know, some lovely music. Shockingly enough, Sarah Nimitz showed up in that playlist. Mm-hmm. Who'd have thought? Um, and a little Bruce Hornsby and some Steely Dan and all of that. And I had a very nice drive, got to the storage unit. Um, then the storage unit was too small. And so the movers had to load some stuff into my car, which included my tower, my big, huge computer, which I couldn't move. And it's like, oh, thank you. I'll take that. Um, and then we were going to go to the storage unit today. And Jenner said, no, I've got the stuff you need. And so uh, yeah. he hooked me up a monitor and uh, a mouse and a keyboard. Um, we still got to get the internet running, but that's not anything we would have done in storage. And so now um, I'm actually inside his studio called Stargazer. My cave is across the hall. Um, and I will be recording things from there again, I'm sure. But this is my first studio stargazer thing uh and this is where i am now (laughs) welcome to where the magic happens yes so what have we done since i've been here we um, jesus christ we wrote the whole pirate story yeah um Uh, i don't know how much we want to i don't think we want to give anything away there i just uh i have lots of little notepads and they're floating around and i remember i remember the story of you telling me um, the the roommates' names, which I wrote on this, yeah, as as like, what? I am so mad at them. What are those bitches' names again? I'm gonna rip them a new I'm asshole not, I'm on not, the show. I'm not, I'm not saying uh, them here. I, well, yeah, that's well, yes, but I in that fury of learning that they took themselves on a vacation on your dime. Basically, you paid a thousand dollars a day in yeah. rent to live in your own house. Yeah, by yourself. Yeah. Um, I just needed to do the arithmetic on that. Yeah. <laughs> to be like, yes, it was nice to have them away for a couple of days, but A, why did they think that that was within the realm of acceptable things to do? Right. To go on, take themselves on a little vacation with your money, which I'm sorry, if you're camping, that's like 60 bucks on a tent, a couple sleeping bags. How do, you sp- how do you spend $5,000? Oh, so we're, we're going to get off that. But the, yeah, yeah. Uh, front porch listeners, be very aware. Jenner was extremely upset about that. And it took every ounce of, of my will to not explode like a fucking supernova on that. But it, it's really interesting what else is on this page. Do you want to know what else is on this page? Because sure, yes. Fred will get it. And if you're a careful listener, you'll get it. But So we have Maggie um, Dickface smash oh yes this is this was the idea uh for seamus before seamus was even a character and in, in tavern scene two the tax collector co- toss the star-crossed kiss and dance we didn't we put, didn't do that we didn't do the star-crossed lovers in the tavern uh we got to bring that back i think we'll work maybe, that into a future tavern scene pirates too maybe yeah. we could even put it in the pa- in, in the tavern scene for pirates run but that's going to require a lot more character invention and that's getting a little long now is it yeah 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 so, it would have to be existing um, existing characters which are, are going to be new characters in that but you don't get to know who they are. for those of you who are not Careful listeners, he is referring to a beautiful piece of work that Stargazer Virtual Community Theater put together called A Bigger Table. Um, 
it the complete thing can be how can be heard on uh, patreon only um, and if you're not a patreon supporter yet you need to support either jenner or me or someone else on patreon and listen to that well it was a thanksgiving story Okay, It's a Wonderful Life is a Christmas movie. First time I watched it was in July of like 1983, and I bawled my goddamn eyes out. So I don't want to hear about it. No. It's, it's not so much a Thanksgiving story. It's a story about giving thanks. And that, A Bigger Table, is available for free on all platforms. That's the, one that, that's the last one we gave away for free. Did we? Yes. Although, now that you've said that, I've been wanting to put it, pull it behind the paywall. I don't, I don't think it's on my anchor. I'm sure it's not on my anchor. You didn't put Bigger Table out on Anchor? No. I thought I wasn't allowed to. I thought we said, no, this is Patreon only. We gave away part one of Only Through Fire, only but through you fire. had to pay Correct. for part two. And then the Thanksgiving one, was the, since this is a holiday story, this is the last one that we were giving away for free. Holiday Mouse is the first one that we put the entire thing behind a paywall. And you should also hear that. Um, yeah. Well, you can still hear a Bigger Table uh, on Mindwave and on... Um, that other Laura Engram's YouTube channel. Her, her YouTube channel, yeah. Uh, yeah. I believe it's there. And soon on Jareen's Patreon for free. I think it's already there, isn't it? A big, I don't, I have, yes, Jareen now has her own Patreon. She's on this as well. And uh, I have Kids and Joe, Water Equals Life, uh, Fishes, Helping the Fish Get Home. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gratitudes. Kindness and Innocence of Children. Yes. Uh, music, Big Line, Jareen. Yeah. <laughs> the numbers three, four, and five for some reason. And then uh, those uh, names of those uh, demon succubi who shall not be named. Who tried to, who tried to suck all the life and joy out of, out of Uncle Fred's life. And I didn't let him. I was like, no, 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 no. You're going to come here now. But the, that's the point. How did the front porch get here? And that's why I am doing a conversation piece, yes. um, which you, I don't normally do. Um, but I did want, it yourself, man. I didn't have to help you, which is so much better of a story than the, when we originally planned. Yes. And Annette Anderson, we were going to assemble the Yang Gang and make it a big thing. Go up there, film it, make it a big social media thing. We're move, It's moving day. Yeah. And then Annette contracted covid and then Rebecca contracted COVID, and we're all kind of like, ah. we don't want to do this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. That's, I'll bleep it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Someone else. Yeah. So sorry about that. Well, there are probably there are tens of thousands of those all, all over the planet. Yes, so we don't are. know which one we're talking about. Yeah. Whoa, that's weird. What do you got? I landed on a random page. Look at what page it is. Oh, there we go. The same page. There is something. The first time I wrote down the name of Fred's theme song. That's and it. And the rest of the page is blank. Uh, yeah, the same page uh, is the name of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What what you've heard, I don't know, 30 plus times now. I think, when's the first? Did I use that on? No, I didn't use anything on Horace's Final Five. I would have had it before that, though. We had done a couple podcasts before that. That's oh, been around at least 30 episodes now, at least. And then, of course, it got modified um, because um, I fell in love with this Katrina Stone thing about um, let's buy a little white house, grow tomatoes and drink mojitos on the front porch there. And I couldn't resist that. And then I have also added the uh, Fred's Front Porch podcast is made possible by the generous support of, and I put that in there, um, where I name 
the people, mm-hmm. obviously I'm not going to name all 46 people who are supporters, but the biggest ones. Um, and uh, so it's changed to that extent. And I'm thinking it may change again uh, now that my life has changed for the better. And I think that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit is that if you've been with me long, you realize my life has been extraordinarily difficult. And I, and okay, that's an overstatement. Uh, many people, millions of people have a life vastly more difficult than mine. I have never been homeless. I have never been without food. Um, though I have come very, very close to running out of insulin. Uh, I was damn near in the hospital for that. Um, but other than that, you know, I, I've lost everything else at one time and another. Um, and I've, you know, had to fight like hell to, to stay above water. Um, I have been at the edge of the abyss any number of times. Um, and the reason that I am still here and the reason that the front porch survives is because of all the love that I have in my life. And, again if you're a regular listener you know i have no supernatural beliefs of any kind at all uh and yet i have to say that i have way more love than i think i have any right to have and it keeps saving me over and over and over again my life and my livelihood have been saved by love um I, there is an episode, I think, I think I recorded it called Online Panhandler when I got my ass chewed for running uh, a, a, a GoFundMe once when my dog died and that took all of my money. And someone said, yeah, you're an online panhandler. And I think she meant that as an insult and it occurs to me, I don't think it is. When a person is out we live in a society in which you have to have money when you are without you have several choices one you can you know ask for help two you can die that's pretty much it um you know well you could go get a job welcome to 2021 we're in the midst of a pandemic and i'm disabled i'm not getting okay my podcast is my job but and i work 60 hours a week minimum on that. Uh, But I I don't have that option. Um, And many people don't. By no means am I alone in this. Um, But really, when you are are screwed, you can either ask for help or you can die. And it occurs to me that uh, people would rather send me $100 than attend my funeral. Um, And I would rather send you $100 than attend your funeral um, for the first time in my life, I might be able to do that at some point for somebody. Well, not the first time in my life. I could do it for a few months when I first retired. But other than that, I've never had the extra money. Mm. Um, now I do because people love me. And this episode is a testament to the power of love. Go yeah, ahead. And, and, well, let me just, it's, I need to push back on the panhandling thing because there is something kind of implicit in calling something panhandling that like it's begging you're you don't get anything back except for whatever joy you might get a brief moment of altruistic joy you get from helping somebody you're actually providing something immensely valuable and not getting compensated for it so it it, it is a very different thing 
it's it's more like a theater bucket, which is like, come to our free show, we'll give you a free snack, uh, and if, if you wouldn't mind, please, you know, leave a couple bucks in the bucket on the way out to make sure that we can keep doing this. That's very different from panhandling. It's more like busking, okay? But busking, uh, if you don't know kids, is when, you know, people play instruments on the corner, and this, this is taking from the people who play buckets. Uh, as percussion instruments yeah fucking i'm way more likely to give that guy a dollar than the guy who's uh just going like you know hey uh i'm a veteran and i'm like lots of people did that's that's a bad example but it's like if you're out there doing something and trying to make something i busked for a while myself using the keyboard that's in the closet the keyboard my dad bought me i would actually go up in the gas lamp in downtown san diego and find somewhere to plug my keyboard in and play out there for tips. And it was a freaking blast because people do appreciate it. They appreciate good art and people are willing to pay for that. So that's, that is like calling you a panhandler is just, and that is kind of insulting because it's not what you're doing. You're a street artist. Well, yeah, now man, I am. You're making at man, that point, well, you, at that point I hadn't started my podcast. Um, oh, I, okay, was, so I, I, was I was doing the blog. <laughs> I was doing the blog, but I wasn't doing a podcast, and I was, in fact, asking people for help. But I don't yeah, see a moral problem with yeah, that. Yeah, there's nothing inherently wrong with asking for help, because you're absolutely right. The, what what are your options? Ask for help or die. Well, this is... I'm going to ask for help. I, you know, and it, this is something that I've struggled with, because I was out on my own at, you know, the ass end of 17, right before I turned 18, and, you know, have always 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 relied on the basically the kindness of strangers and friends um and things to survive and like i now in my new gratitudes i always i have david in there and then the symbiote comes and he keeps me alive he really does i met him uh, you know a couple years out of high school and i was literally homeless at the time so and i want to mention that too i he has never said anything about it now he is keeping us both alive and he has never made I mean, I I haven't been here that long. What, three days? But he has never made me feel like, you know, an intruder or that he is mm. doing me some great favor. He acts like it's nothing. And we need to go on the record. It's not nothing. It's huge. Um, the, yeah, I do believe that come March or April, um, when I get my, uh, my back pay for disability, I'll be able to do this on my own. But I could not possibly do it now. And he owes me precisely nothing. Um, and the best I've been able to do for him is say, Hey, I want you to know there's more marijuana than I'll be able to smoke in a long time. Please help yourself. Um, and that's all I've been able to do for this man. And he acts like he has done nothing and it is not nothing. It is a massively huge something. And he really is, you know, other than Gino, Jesus, (laughs) I love it. Good God. Gino. Oh, I gotta, we gotta, we gotta make it. We gotta, we gotta make an Italian Gino. Gino. I I, I want a Gino Uh, character. uh, I'm going to do a Gino. I haven't done a Gino yet. Why haven't I fucking done a Gino? Gino. Oh, oh, that's great. Other other, (laughs) other than Jenner Zeno, which is now going to be Gino in some episode. But anyway, um, he is the reason. For no reason. I love it. He is the reason that I am you know, making it. I had no other options. Uh, And so basically what I am saying is that Fred's Front Porch podcast continues because 
people love me. And that's what the point of this episode was. Yes, I will go back to writing my episodes. Um, I don't do conversation episodes ever, but I thought this one was important. And that's why I'm Mm -hmm. doing this. I I thought this was an important conversation to have and to record. Um, And I want everyone to know that I made it. I'm all right. And I am, I think, within months of living my complete dream, which is living all by myself in a little place where nobody can find me and having enough money to do it and not have to think, damn, what's going to get turned off? What? And I won't own a car again, so um, I don't have to worry about having my car repossessed. I won't do any of those things, and it will be, my life is now going to be, we are, because of your support, because of Jenner's support, because of David's support, and to a lesser extent, but to a real extent, because of the support of the girls when we first started, um, I am alive, I am well, and I can continue to try to make a difference. I can continue to try to shine. And it is because of the love in my life. And that's the point of Fred's Front Porch Podcast. Um, We're just over my 30-minute limit. I would like Jenner to say whatever he needs to say before we close this up. Yeah, I was just just making notes. Um, Things that I'm noticing is how fast we're working now and how much we've actually gotten done now that we're in the same place and we don't have to deal with Facebook Messenger. Yes. We created an entire the entire pirate story, which of which we will tell you nothing. <laughs> you are not getting any spoilers for the pirate story except but for that really cool. Except for the fact that it's really, really good. Um how much we've gotten done in such a short period of time. Uh, and and then just um, on the David thing, fundamentally, he knows how important you are to me and how important you are to Studio Stargazer, to the thing. Yeah. The dream that it, we're trying to hold within these four walls. Uh, you know, so, yeah. Cheers to, cheers to David, man, because mm-hmm. I wouldn't be here. Uh, and certainly wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to offer you anywhere to go. So, yeah, you know, it's great that David was able to do that, but yeah, it's great. Great having you here in studio. Uh, listeners, let us know if you can hear a difference in the audio quality. That that might be a good thing to know if it sounds a little different. Yeah. I'm still finding the sweet spot in the mic and sometimes I move to the right or left and then it doesn't sound quite as good. I apologize. It is the very first time I have used this mic. Give me some time to learn. Uh, and I won't be using it all the time. I will probably be recording in my cave most of the time, but, um, Mm. this is exciting. Um, but I want to thank everybody. And that's really what this is about is just massive gratitude to all of you who listen Uh, Whether you are a Patreon or Anchor supporter or not, the fact that you listen is the most important thing for me. It means that I can still make a difference, and that is massive to me. And I thank everybody who is a supporter and is giving me uh, the financial ability to survive just a little longer. And I am, you know, grateful to people who have given me their love And that's what this episode is about. And this is really just a giant set 
of gratitudes. I'm not probably going to add gratitudes to this. You've heard them a thousand times, and that's what this is. This is huge gratitudes to everyone who listeners and supporters of every kind, friends, Romans, countrymen, all mm. of you. Um, and that's that's what this episode is. Jenner, why don't you take us yeah, out? Yeah, we'll, we'll pick a nice music piece to do it. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll find a nice music piece. Enjoy. Thanks for listening, guys. Will I cry? Fucking great. Will I leave behind Broken and crumbled signs Hiding all my roads to you Uh-oh And if I fight Will I come to life Calling for all your light Giving all my heart to you I've been falling, I've been lost And I've been calling on my ghosts I put it to rest because I'm coming home, coming home Oh And I've been carried, I've been dragged And I've been lucky, torn inside Put it to rest because I'm coming home, coming home I am done I will stay to find Every hidden sign Taking all my roads to you Uh-oh And I will fight Because I'm coming home, coming home Oh And I've been carried, I've been dragged And I've been lucky, torn inside I put it to rest because I'm coming home, coming home I'm coming home I'm coming home, coming home Oh, because I'm coming home, coming home I'm coming home My ways Is made possible by Heroes
Story. 